Hi, I'm Pat Kelly. And I'm Peter Oldring, and we're the hosts of This Is That. Are you kidding? For over a decade, we were radio's go-to source for completely fabricated news. You must be joking me. And now, we're back in podcast form. We've selected some of our favorite stories from over the years and put them in one convenient location. Sugar in the tap water. Bilingual dog park. Charging to see wildlife. This Is That, coming soon on CBC Listen and everywhere you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. The NFL, big surprise here, using Taylor Swift's popularity ahead of the big game. What a shocker. The Canadian economy keeping its head above the waterline. It's just a boat, but you don't see this every day in a lifetime. Because news. Gavin Crawford. Well, hello, everybody. I am Gavin Crawford. Welcome to Because News, Canada's funniest news quiz. The popular Stanley travel cups that are all over TikTok were revealed by the company this week to contain traces of lead. Consumers are now learning what championship hockey teams already know. Putting your mouth on a Stanley cup seems like a way better idea than it actually is. (laughs) Over the next 30 minutes, we'll be making games out of the news. Let's welcome this week's panel. Having her on the show is a bonus that won't get other CBC employees laid off. It's Emma Hunter! Yay! Great, it's good to be here. Thank you for the intro. In the middle chair, if he comes out here and sees his shadow, it's just the mood lighting he requested did not work out. (laughs) Shine a spotlight on Brandon Ash Muhammad. Yay! Hola! And finally, he's getting ready to start fighting off the February Blahs, which is the name of the street gang that just took over his front lawn. It's the always feisty Craig Lozon. Thanks for having me. Spicy. All right, panel, are you seated semi-comfortably? Yeah, let's do it. Let's begin. Here we go. After a much-needed break, our hard-working leaders in Parliament are finally back at their desks. Have a listen to this redacted clip as Conservative oh. leader Pierre Polyev fires up his base during an event last Sunday. Let me be very clear and let me say it again and again. Conservatives will fight throughout this session to axe the tax, build the homes, f*** the budget. <laughs> For the point, what is Monsieur Polyev planning to do to the budget? You guys are so good at these. He's going to choreograph the budget. He's like, uh, uh, money for everyone. Emma. Fudge the budge. Fudge the budge. Fudge Fudge the budge. We're going to axe the tax, build the homes, and fudge the budget. Fudge the budgie. Uh, Here is what Mr. Polyev is planning to do. Conservatives will fight throughout this session to axe the tax, build the homes, Fix the budget. Stop the crime. All the crime? Just the one. (laughs) Just the one. Just the one. Stop that one crime. We're going to stop that one. Pierre Polyev has not been quiet about blaming Prime Minister Trudeau for the housing crisis. But while they were busy this week arguing in the House about houses, this week a surprising group entered the housing conversation. (gasps) For a point, what familiar Canadian business is stepping in to help with the housing crisis in Ontario. I know this one, Gav. It's Loblaws with the President's Choice Memories of Being House Poor. 
I think it's Oliver Jules. Oh, yes. He's the house man. Give, Give you houses for your, your jewels. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll buy your bungalow. <laughs> Semi-detached, detached, apartment. Send it my way. It's the other way around. I'll you build provide it. Houses, like. <laughs> Send me your gold bracelets. And, and I'll like build sweating. you a bungalow. <laughs> Get you a three-bedroom apartment. Yeah. <laughs> it is not Oliver Jewelry, but that's a very good guess. Emma Hunter. Is it those property brothers who highlight their hair, which I don't like that. <laughs> is it them? It would make sense, but it is incorrect. Does anyone know the correct answer? Who is jumping into the housing game? Leon's. Brandon Ashmohammed for the point. Leon's. ACP24 headline reads, Leon's plans to build 4,000 residential units in North York. Mm. Uh, why do you think Leon's is so well equipped to get into the housing game? Well, I don't know if it makes them more equipped. It would make more sense if it was the brick and not Leon's. Um, Leon's owns the brick. Yeah. Oh, do they? Yeah. There you go. They do. Yeah. Um, yeah. But either Rich. way, you know that you're not going to have to pay a cent for 18 months, no money down. Right. Don't pay a cent event. Yeah. This is my theory. Okay. My grandmother exclusively shops at Leon's. She's like one of Leon's like biggest customers. And so that makes me think that people of that like age like love Leon's. And what are they trying to do now? They're trying to downsize. So it's just like, okay, they want a smaller house. Leon's is going to build a bunch of small homes for old people that's going to be attached to the warehouse. <laughs> so then they'll have small homes, but they'll be filled with their furniture. That's not a bad guess. Uh, Leon's up. empire includes the brick, the brick mattress store, Appliance Canada. It is set to turn 40 acres of land into a housing development. Leon's has announced it's one step closer to building a master-planned community. Mm. This is not the first time furniture brands have wandered into development panel. According to researchers, from 1908 to 1942, which company successfully sold full-sized homes I know, through I their catalog? Oh, well, I hope it's consumers distributing. Because <laughs> oh. I love that catalog when I, I was a kid. It is not consumers distributing. Well, that's disappointing. Uh, <laughs> Brandon, you're seeming fairly confident. Zellers. Uh. <laughs> uh, not Zellers. Mattel, but they're very small and have no genitals. <laughs> is it Sears? It is, in fact, oh, Sears. Uh, I remember that. I remember seeing that one. Back in the day, model home kits with names like Cornell and Hampton would be ordered and then shipped by railroad boxcar. Uh, oh. Any brand you prefer to uh, develop your house? My home, and I don't want to brag, is currently uh, entirely furnished by a very exotic Swedish company that uh, encourages you to interact with the furniture for seven or eight hours before it's ready. But if I did have, you know, blue skying this, I could have anything I want. I think I would do it all in Le Creuset. Le Creuset. Does anybody know about Le Creuset? Oh, yeah. Those fancy pots. They're $45,000. They're very French and very fancy. So I would want Le Creuset to just come in and make my whole house look like Le Creuset. Look at my house. It is entirely covered in this beautiful orange enamel. It's a cast iron. It will never break. Never. No one can break into my cast iron home. It's a beautiful pink in the bathroom. It's perfect. Do you see how heavy this coffee table is? It's heavy. Try to move it. Try. I dare you to move this coffee table. It's impossible. It's It's Le Croissant. Because News, Canada's News Quiz. I'm Gavin Crawford. This is Because News. This week I'm joined by panelists Brandon Ash Mohammed, Emma Hunter, and Craig Lozon. 
To hear the whole show, subscribe to our podcast. I mean, you did say you were going to commit to things more this year. Panel, this week's news clue is brought to you by Generation Alpha. Have a listen to a clip from a faux BBC documentary narrated by David Attenborough and see if you can figure out the headline behind it. Once, this urban jungle gym was teeming with life. But that was then. Now, the piles of railroad ties stand empty. Half-buried tires rot in the heat. And there hasn't been a monkey atop these bars for a very long time. But that could be changing. Urged on by its cautious parent and a team of pediatricians, this young alpha moves gingerly toward the tar swing. Will she risk it? Only time will tell. All right, there is your faux BBC documentary. Uh, What headline from this week had David Attenborough waxing poetic about the return of the jungle gym? Well, the global birth rate is down, and in my day, the jungle gym is where people in grade 10 got pregnant. (laughs) So perhaps the teenagers are lurking near the monkey bars, moments away from clunky copulation. Whoa. That's yeah, the, the headline reads Sexy Playgrounds Coming Back to Encourage Teen Pregnancy. It's what they're that there is not for. correct. That's absolutely what they're for. Uh, the CTV News headline reads Break an Arm, We'll Fix It. New report embraces risky play for child development. Oh. According to the article, a new report from the Canadian Pediatric Society recommends embracing risky play as an important part of child development. <laughs> How do they define risky play? I think I could speak to this. (laughs) Well, so I am a single daughter of a single daughter. And then I had three sons in two years. So it really, you know, it it dialed up the volume. And so now in my family, we have a saying, which is, if the blood's not coming from your mouth, don't come a knocking. So our level, I think, is a little bit different than your average parenting situation. It's a lot of sons over there. It's good to be here. <laughs> you guys. So you're defi- you think risky play is defined as, as long as you're not bleeding from the mouth? There's no blood coming out of the mouth. I don't want to know. Brandon, well, how do they define risky play? I don't know. I thought it was like letting them run with like scissors, you know, like letting them play with bottles mm-hmm. of like pills with no child lock. That's fine. Craig, risky play. Oh, I think I misread the question. I think because I would define it as hot wax and no safe word. That's the... <laughs> 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 yeah. or, or trusting anything a Bell representative has to tell you when you're on the phone. The Uh-oh. Other. Both good guesses. <laughs> Neither is how pediatricians define it. Oh, I see. That's the part I... <laughs> they define it as thrilling and exciting forms of free play that involve uncertainty of outcome and a possibility of physical injury. That's like Monday at my house. It's just not... Anyway... The report breaks down several types of risky play pediatricians say are beneficial. These include playing at height, Mm, playing at speed, Mm -hmm. and also playing near what? The highway, the train tracks, well, the end... Yeah, anywhere where heavy machinery is operated. Yeah. Fast-moving water. Yeah. (laughs) Emma, playing near... Open flames. 
Craig and Emma get the point. It is elements playing near elements oh. like water the fire. and flame. Remember that? My name is Astro, and I can reattach my arm. <laughs> yeah, don't play near power lines. What happened? They're, well, they're still not recommending playing near power lines, but they are saying some supervised play near elements. <laughs> Why is yeah. no one listening to Whitney Houston? Exactly. I believe the children are the future. No, exactly. not anymore. <laughs> what was the riskiest thing you did when you were a kid? I burnt out my grandmother's house. <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh my God. It was 1999. My favorite show was Xena. And Xena yes. um, has this weapon called the Chakram, and I wanted to try to make one. And I saw that it was made with fire, so I took all of these like pipe cleaners and found these matches, and then was trying to like light the pipe cleaners <laughs> on fire. But then I was just like, let me take all of the matches at once and strike it. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't know that the couch was from the '70s and extremely flammable. <laughs> so then I combusted. Have a, I have yeah. a very similar story. I burnt down my house. See, sons, uh, you guys. In are June wise. 6, nineteen seventy-seven, a little older. Yeah. I loved Kojak, and he used to light ladies' cigarettes because he was quit smoking, so he had a lollipop. But he would light ladies' cigarettes with a match that he would bend over backwards and flick it. And I thought that was pretty cool, and I would try that. And then one time the thing got stuck to my finger, and it burned, and I dropped the whole pack of matches under the couch in the basement. And my sister still calls me a murderer to this day because her hamster died in the fire. No! You're an arsonist. Wow, you have a real argument against risky play. Yeah, yeah. uh, Pretty risky. The pediatricians say risky play helps you develop resilience. There is one other type of risky play that pediatricians say is important for kids. Apparently, kids need to experience this risky possibility at least once in order to develop well. What do all kids need to experience the possibility of? Is it abject failure? Because kids are resilient, and it's a lot harder when you're older. Good guess. Uh, Brennan, what do they need to experience? I don't know. The experience of being like left at home by yourself or like left in New York and you're like lost. Brandon Ash Muhammad gets the point. It is the possibility of getting lost. And y'all doubted oh. me again. Oh. Mm-hmm. I believe the children are the future. That's why I know these things. <laughs> I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl, yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Get ready for Honey, I Shrunk the News. This is where we pull quotes from a news story and get kids to read them so they sound cute. <laughs> Have a listen to these statements people were posting on social media and get ready to guess the news story these statements were about. This is crazy. Holy crap, I can't wait to get more info. Can you show what you're seeing? The negative potential of this makes me very uneasy. The first cyborg has been born. The first cyborg has been born. (laughs) 
All right, thanks to Chelsea, Seth, and Kenna for reading those quotes. Those were all social media posts made in response to a headline-making announcement this week. What big announcement had people yelping about cyborgs? I, I think it was uh, Keanu Reeves has been cast as the new Terminator. Oh. Is that the... They're making a Terminator reboot. That's right. That's what I was going to say, too. Yeah, I would write, this is crazy. Holy crap. (laughs) Can you tell me more about what you're seeing? It is not that. Emma. I know this. Mm -hmm. We put a chip in a man. (laughs) (laughs) Put a chip in a man. Oh, yeah. Emma, you are correct. (laughs) The NPR headline reads, Elon Musk's Neuralink has put in its first human brain implant. In a post on X, the eccentric billionaire said promising brain activity had been detected after the procedure and the patient was recovering well. Oh. I should note, at the time of taping, Musk's claim has not been independently verified. <gasps> Neuralink has been working on this product for years. You may remember back in 2021, the company implanted a chip in the brain of a macaque. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> They put a chip in you, what? (laughs) what? (laughs) A type of monkey. Uh, And then posted a video of the macaque doing something (laughs) extraordinary. Mm. Ah, yes. For the point, Uh after having the chip implanted, what did they film the macaque doing? Did he play like a game or something? A video? Was that Mario Kart or something? Oh, you're very close. It was Pong, oh, okay. uh, the first video game, the world's first video game. Uh, yes, the animal was playing the game Pong with only its mind via a wireless connection. Whoa. Whoa. But now that it's in a human, who knows, maybe we could do Mario Kart. <laughs> or Tetris. After implanting the chip, Musk revealed the name of the first Neuralink product, which he says will enable users to control their phone or computer with their thoughts. What is he calling this new technology? X essential. Oh, that's oh, okay. good. Mm. Uh, good that's guess. Clever. Emma? Lobotomy? Lobotomy you! <laughs> <laughs> Lobotomy. <laughs> According to Musk, he will be calling this new technology telepathy. Oh. That well, exists already. Yeah, yeah, we already have that. Like, that's not super not, creative. No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're not there yet, but this is what they're promising. Like, the ability... Imagine you had the ability to send texts with your mind. I don't get that. I don't trust myself. It's so dangerous as yes. it is right now. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's like the minority report. You're just thinking about sending an email or a text, and then someone, like, comes and arrests you for sending that text. It's <laughs> down the road of dangerous technology. Neuralink only received FDA approval to begin human trials last May. It announced its search for human test subjects with a short recruitment video. Oh. Anyone care to guess what that short recruitment video sounded like? I think it probably went something like this. Hey, do you want to be the first to test something out on your brain we're not sure is going to work? How cool is that? If your brain gets busted, who cares? You won't know because it's busted. Neuralink, it doesn't matter if you don't know. (laughs) Here is what uh, the recruitment video sounded like. Imagine the joy of connecting with your loved ones, browsing the web, or even playing games using only your thoughts. This is made possible by placing a small, cosmetically invisible implant in a part of your brain that plans movements. They always give British accents so that we trust them more, yeah. and it's like, cosmetic, it sort of works. Cosmetic. Yeah. It's, like, it's cosmetically know. invisible. 
Yeah, because yeah, it's in your brain. Right, you know? If yeah. you could see it, you should fix it. Yeah. How big is this ship now? It's about the size of a bottle cap. That's, that's too big. That's big. too big. That's yeah. too like big. That. No. Yeah. It's definitely not cosmetically invisible. No. Yeah. According to Neuralink, its mission is to help individuals with paralysis and unmet medical needs. Yeah, see, oh. they, that's, that's very lovely. That's a lovely sentiment. But I don't it, think that's yes, what we're doing. Yes, it is a lovely sentiment. Yeah, but I don't. Why don't you want people to have motion in uh, their limbs? (laughs) You monster. But don't you think that's not the real motivation? Well, you might be right. It does say its mission is to help individuals with paralysis and unmet medical needs with a vision to unlock human potential in the future. Whoa. (sighs) You find that ominous? I mean, it's a lovely idea, and the British man is very sort of convincing, but you're going to put a thing in my brain and you're not going to, like, want to know what I'm thinking or try to change what I'm thinking? Just think of your password now. Yeah. Yeah. You need a new cell phone. You should go now. It's like, yeah, I should go now. And you're dead. Oh, yeah, I never really thought about it. This is basically just, like, Stepford-wise. Yes. Except, like, not as cute. Yeah, it's not as cute. Just the regular. I am on board now. Some find this new technology concerning because of past Neuralink controversies. Reports emerged in 2022 alleging the company's practices had debilitating effects on their test monkeys. (gasps) Elon Musk had a surprising response to the outcry. What was Musk's response? It's just monkeys. (laughs) Maybe he was like, you know, when I don't know what to do, I usually just have a baby with someone. So maybe he got a monkey pregnant? (laughs) He denied that any healthy monkeys had died. But that came with a caveat. What was the caveat to Musk's statement, no healthy monkeys died during testing? We only chipped sick ones. That is correct for the points. Oh! Elon Musk added, to minimize risk to healthy monkeys... We chose Terminal Monkeys. Uh, Aww. One of my favorite bands, actually. I was going to say, if you'd like to hear more of Terminal Monkeys, head over to CBC Music right now. Because. Because. Because News. I'm Gavin Crawford. This is Because News. We've got Brandon Ash Muhammad, Emma Hunter, and Craig Lozon. You can check out clips of this very taping on TikTok, at least... Until the licensing deal expires. Oh, yeah. It is time for Connect Four. I'm going to name four things that come from a single news story. I want you to listen closely and see if you can guess the headline or the news story that connects these four seemingly disparate things. Guts. Midnights. S.O.S. Endless summer vacation. Okay. Mm -hmm. What news story brings together Guts, Midnight's SOS, and Endless Summer Vacation? Okay. Sounds like my last trip to Mexico. Yeah. (laughs) Is it like a booze cruise gone wrong? That is a very good guess. Uh, Does anyone for real what all those four things have in common? No, Gavin. No, I don't know. (laughs) I feel like, Brandon, you must know. It's the Grammys. Yes, you are correct for the point. What's Guts? They are the names of records nominated for Album of the Year. Uh, oh, I know. I know. Like I know that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love sure. Guts. Yeah, 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 for sure, yeah. You don't know who whose album Guts is? No. Guts, you guys, it's Olivia Rodrigo's album. Oh, okay. Hey. Yeah. 
Midnight's obviously Taylor Swift. Uh, obviously. And yeah. the Summer Vacation, Miley Cyrus. Probably. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, okay, sure. Yeah. The Rolling Stone headline reads, SZA to perform at the Grammys after earning the most nominations of the year. Whoa. Okay. SZA will be joined by fellow A-listers, Olivia Rodrigo, Dua Lipa, Travis Scott, but the big news around here has to do with a Canadian who will be performing at the Grammy Awards for the very first time. Oh, uh, yes. Which Canadian is making their Grammy debut? I don't know, but I hope that it's Ryan Gosling singing I Am Ken, or I'm Just Ken. <laughs> I'm Ken. Ken's song. Brandon, do you know which Canadian will be making their Grammy debut? Joni Mitchell. The CBC News headline reads, Music icon Joni Mitchell to perform at Grammys for the first time. The Academy called Joni Mitchell one of the most important female recording artists of the rock era. Are you excited to see Joni Mitchell perform at the Grammys? Yep. I hope she performs with SZA. (laughs) She will. Is she doing a melange of all her songs? What do they call that? A, me- a medley? 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 Yeah. yeah. Medley? Are she doing a melee? A melee? Is it a, is it a medley of Joni Mitchell songs? A medley. This Grammy season also marks the year of Barbie. The New York Post headline reads, How the 2024 Grammy Noms Became a Barbie World. It became a Barbie World because the soundtrack is nominated for 11 awards. Two of the Barbie soundtrack songs are nominated for Song of the Year. I will give a point to whoever can sing those two songs first. Oh, me. Brandon. So there's Dance the Night Away by Dua Lipa. And it goes like, dance, dance the night away. Because I'm Barbie. Yeah? Close. Yeah, yes, right? that is one right? of them. And the other nominated song? It's what, I, what I'm Made For by Billie Eilish. I used to know... But I'm not sure now, cause I am Barbie. Killed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stop trying now. Finally, in Grammy news, it's impossible to talk about music this week without mentioning Taylor Swift. Oh, yes. oh no. With six nominations, she will be showing up to the Grammys, but without a particular accessory. <gasps> what accessory is that? Mm-hmm. Travis Barker. Kelsey Handler. Kelsey Handler. (laughs) Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey Handler. Handler. Barker. Uh, Yes, apparently Swift's boyfriend will be busy preparing for some other event. (laughs) Yeah. It's the Super Bowl. Also on CBS. Also on CBS. Swift is not just a singer-songwriter. She is also one of the most influential celebrities and, according to Fox News, has a secret side hustle. Mm. What job has Taylor Swift secretly been doing, according to Fox? Well, according to Fox, right? So I think maybe they will have accused her of running some illegal feminism ring out of a pizza joint. <laughs> like reading books Isn't and she... talking about being oh, ladies. Yeah. I don't like it. Is she a plant or something? A Biden plant? The Guardian headline reads, U.S. Yeah. right-wing conspiracy theory touts Taylor Swift as Pentagon asset. Oh, yes. Yeah, because yeah. she's going to make yeah. Travis Calzone win the game. <laughs> and then yeah. everybody's going to yeah. wa- say, well, who do you want to yeah. vote for? Then he's going to say Biden. And then they're going to say that the, it was rigged. Because uh, of the yes. T-Swift. It's on. her. She. She's, she's the problem. problem. It's her. Yeah. <laughs> she's an asset. It's her. She's an asset. Uh, here's how Fox News host Jesse Waters put it. Well, around four years ago, the Pentagon Psychological Operations Unit floated turning Taylor Swift into an asset during a NATO meeting. Oh. 
What? Yeah, her and, her and Chuck Barris from the Gong Show. It's like, yeah. The short version of the conspiracy theory is that she's an election psyop to manipulate voters to deliver the election for Joe Biden. Also, the Super Bowl is rigged. <laughs> So yeah, many yeah. things. <laughs> yeah, you can you can kind of sort of see what they're talking about because the Democrats have Taylor Swift, probably the biggest celebrity in the world, and the Republicans have Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> well, to that end, um, Taylor Swift did uh, endorse Joe Biden for president in 2020, and uh, Mega World is uh, a bit worried Aww. she may do that again. However, things aren't looking so bad for the Trump crowd. According to an alt-right TV presenter, they don't need Taylor Swift. Oh, good. Because they've got something better. Oh, uh, Scott Baio. <laughs> Here is is what the alt-right presenter said. We don't have a Taylor Swift on our side, but you know who we have? We have Kid Rock, we have Ted Nugent, we have influencers, right? We have all these people. John Voight. <laughs> John, John Voight, the Voight. greatest internet influencer of John all time. John Voight, Angela Jolie's dad. Yeah, yeah, the dad. <laughs> Honestly, they might be right. Who needs Taylor Swift when you have the youth influencing power of Ted Nugent? <laughs> <laughs> And somehow we've reached the end of another exciting because news. This week's champion, Brandon Ash Muhammad. Congratulations, Brandon. You have the honor of reading our credits. I'm Gavin Crawford, congratulating Kitchener on becoming the country's first certified pet friendly city. Who's a good city? <laughs> Kitchener. Yes, you are. So we'll see you next week. Why? Because no! Yeah. Kevin Hunter and Craig Lozo! Hola, Canada. This is Brandon Ash Muhammad, winner of Because News. Congratulations to my runners up, Emma Hunter and Craig Lazan. Because News is written and produced by Elizabeth Bowie, David Carroll, Shannon Higgins, Lee Pitts, Gavin Crawford, Phil Long, and Jess Klimowski. This week, they had help from Chris Siddiqui and John Blair. Rounding out the team, Aaron Conway, Bronwyn Page, Errol Gonsalves, and our recording engineer, Paul Hodge. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.